Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. This is our online Bible study, and we have titled this, same as our radio broadcast for many years, Let's Talk About Jesus. Now, we could talk about a whole lot of things today that is occurring in our nation, that is occurring around the world that is occurring in our personal lives today. All of the things that are pressing in and oppressing us. But we are, as God's children today, need to have our focus squarely upon the faithfulness of God at a time like this. That's why we're entitling this teaching, Focusing on God's faithfulness. If necessary, we need to change the focus of our faith. Uh, We need to focus on that that cannot and will not ever fail us, never let us down. And that is the faithfulness of God today. I hope you'll stay with us through this Bible study. I hope the Word of God is going to help you today as it's helped me down through every situation of my life. I'm going to be 74 years old this month. I'm so grateful to have made it to this stage of my life by the grace Grace of God that has been granted because of the faithfulness of God to be merciful to me. Praise God. We're going to read some things that I believe is going to help you to anchor your faith in the faithfulness of God so that no matter how bad things seem or truly shake around you, that you will not be shaken by it. Praise God. I'm expecting good things from the Lord this year. Now, how can you say that? Are you just trying to 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 be positive, to make us feel better? No, I am positive because I believe in the faithfulness of God to show mercy and grace. Hallelujah. Particularly in times like this. So we pray you'll stay with us in this Bible study today. And to those of you that are part of our physical church family right here in Tampa, can't wait until we are situated where we can begin meeting uh, even before this pandemic has come to a conclusion. And I believe that it will because of the faithfulness of God and the mercy of God that produces the grace of God. That's another message, but it will come be incorporated into this message today. That's why I have hope today. But I can't wait until we are physically together again. And I believe others will join us because I believe that the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God is speaking so clearly that if we will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, we're going to be better uh, after this is over than we were before because we're going to be more focused on the Lord himself, hallelujah, and less distracted by all the things the devil is trying to do and to use to capture our attention and change the focus of our faith uh, to that 
that will fail when the pressure is on. Well, we want to get our focus back today. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Lamentations chapter 3. And to those of you who are listening by the computer today that are not part of our physical ministry, we welcome you anywhere in the United States, everywhere in the world that God has brought you here. I believe in divine appointments. I don't believe in just things happening after we prayerfully come to the Lord to bring His Word to His people and to anyone who will listen. If you're not a Christian today, please stay tuned. If you're beginning to think about God and eternity and 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 how, how will all of this culminate, all of this chaos, all of this fear, all of this uncertainty, listen, if you are shaken today, that's not a bad thing. That can turn out to be a good thing. Because if you focus on what Christ has done on the cross in your behalf today, and you decide that you need to give your life and your heart to Him, repent of your sins, and receive Him as your Savior, you will find God to be an anchor, sure and steadfast for your soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you can have hope when everyone else is becoming hopeless because you will not be helpless any longer. Amen. Please stay tuned today. Amen. Lamentations three seventeen through 23. I call Lamentations the book of the blues, literally, because if there's anyone who has a right to be cast down, anyone who has a right to be discouraged, it is the prophet Jeremiah. He has prophesied a lifetime to people, his own people, who did not listen. They did not repent of their idolatry and their sins, and they did not return to God so he could return to them. And now they are going to lose their battles. Their enemies are going to prevail over them. The king of Babylon is going to take them from their homes, their cities, and take them into Babylon to be his subjects and his slaves. Oh, friend of mine, what a dark day it was to see this beginning to occur. And I want you to hear how it affected Jeremiah and where he found hope in the midst of hopelessness. Lamentations three, seventeen through 23. And he says, And thou hast removed my soul far from peace. I forget prosperity. And I said, My strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction, my misery, and the wormwood, and the gall. Listen, I want to stop here and mention this word, wormwood. It's a metaphor. It's used metaphorically for bitterness, calamity, and sorrow. Now, how can we relate this to our generation and our situation here in America and wherever you are in the world? Particularly here in America, we're seeing tractor trailers, refrigerated tractor trailers that are backed up so that they can catch the overflow of people dying from this pandemic. Once again, they are using them because so many people are perishing. If this isn't bitterness 
and calamity and sorrow. I don't know what is. He said, when I see this and I remember the wormwood and the gall, my soul, look at verse 20, my soul hath them in remembrance. He's, he's focusing, listen, you can see what he's focusing on. He's focusing on the trouble. He's focusing on all of the bitterness and the gall. Amen. Uh, literally, this word, he said, my soul is humbled in me. My, when my soul has them in remembrance, it is my soul is humbled in me. Now, that word uh, humbled here means to bow down. It's not the virtue of humility which God honors and which Jesus demonstrated. This means to bow down, to sink down, a depression of the mind. Listen, when I am focusing, see, this is about focusing on God's faithfulness when all of these terrible things are occurring. He said, when I focus on them, when I remember mine affliction, my misery, the wormwood, and the gall, my soul hath them in remembrance. See his focus? And is humbled in me. Now, it seems like we can't help it, but we can. You and I have the power to, to really tell our mind what to focus on to focus on something else other than what the news is bringing this day. I, I don't bury my head in the sand, but I'm telling you, I don't focus just on all of the bad news. I know the bad news. I know the bad things. I'm not in denial. Listen, but I am focused more on the faithfulness of God to show mercy and grace in the time of need than I am the circumstances that are occurring all around me at any given time and especially now. Listen to what he did to refocus his mind and therefore regain his hope. Listen. Verse 22 said, It is this, no, verse 21, back up. This I recall to mind. Therefore have I hope. You see, I want to stop here. I, I want to hurry to some points today, but we can continue next week. I don't want to miss this. He said, this I recall to mind, therefore have I hope. You see, the Bible said in the New Covenant, Paul wrote to Timothy, who was deeply, deeply discouraged when he considered the wormwood and the gall, the bitterness of his circumstance and situation. And he told him, God did not give you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now that word sound mind is not the same word for sound doctrine, which means healthy and wholesome and pure. It's a different word used here for a different purpose. It means a disciplined mind. It literally means a focused mind. He said you can think on something other than that that is discouraging you. And you need to change the focus of your mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's going to change the atmosphere and attitude of your heart and your soul. You have the power 
of the will to focus on something else and in fact a someone else that is going to change the attitude and the atmosphere of your heart. That's why Paul summed it up in another portion of scripture by saying, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, whatsoever things are lovely, think on these things. You see, the focus has to change into that that will build faith instead of that that will undermine faith. That will bring, that that will bring hope into our heart instead of that will, that will try to destroy all the hope that we have. That that will rebuild hope in the midst of hopelessness. Hallelujah. Amen. What is he going to recall to mind here? This I recall to mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Listen carefully today. This is not just general a general statement about God in this context. Although God is faithful in all, and we're going to touch on that, but it it is peculiar to this situation that He is faithful in His nature and character of love to be compassionate and merciful, and His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness to show mercy. See, what we need right now is not just faith to believe that God is going to turn this around, but faith to believe that God is merciful and God grants grace because of his mercy. And because of that, he will begin to move and to turn this around not just because we believe he's going to, but, but we believe in his faithfulness to hear our cry when we come before the throne of grace to obtain that mercy. Amen. We need mercy. We don't, we can't, we can't, we can't say that America deserves or any other nation of the world the way we've treated God, the way we've treated His Word, the way we've treated His servants. We absolutely cannot say that we deserve His help. If we do that, then we're trying to come to God on some kind of, of merit that we do not possess. And friend of mine, we 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 need mercy. I hope you can agree with me, but whether you do or you do not, I want you to know that you cannot approach a holy God on the basis of our sinless perfection because we cannot achieve that. We are we are saved today by grace through faith. It is the gift of God. It is not of our works, no matter how how perfect we think they are. In the presence of a holy God, we cannot stand upon our own perfections. That doesn't give us license to sin. It doesn't give us some kind of, of okay with God to say, well, you understand. No, no, it doesn't. 
but it simply gives us the consolation and courage to come with boldness before the throne of grace that we might obtain, as the scriptures declare, mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. If we appeal to his mercy, we're going to receive mercy. And if we receive mercy, he's going to grant grace. And when he grants grace, then we can receive help, even though we did not, in and of ourselves, through our own merit, deserve that help. Thank God his mercies are new every morning. Friend, there are situations in life that can be overwhelming to the point of hopelessness. Circumstances that have the potential to crush us under the weight of the burden. And in these times, and in times like this, when faith needs an anchor, we anchor our faith in the faithfulness of God to show mercy and grant grace. Look at Lamentations 3 once again from a paraphrase. It says, Peace has been stripped away. I've forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out. My splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from God, from the Lord, is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. As I grieve over my loss, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. Once again, he's refocusing his faith. I remember this. The unfailing love of the Lord never ends. His mercies we have been, it is by his mercies we've been kept from complete destruction. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each day. Listen, that means when you got up this morning, when I got up this morning, this grace, gracious God's mercies were flowing from his throne to us. Don't think that God has absolutely forsaken us. Don't believe for a moment that he doesn't still love all the nations of the world and wants to save us from our sins and save us from ourself. Hallelujah. God is a merciful God and it's because of his compassion, his unfailing love that we are not consumed. So God's faithfulness literally is faith's anchor today. I love that great old Christian hymn that said, I'm anchored in Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll fear no storm or wave. I've anchored in Jesus because he has power to save. I'm anchored in the rock of ages. Hallelujah. Faithfulness here. Great is thy faithfulness. This is a word which means firmness, fidelity, steadiness, steadfastness. This word pictures God as one upon whom we can absolutely depend. We can be sure that as we face the storms and trials and valleys of life, God will ever prove himself 
to be steadfast and faithful to you and me as his children. To put it very simply, you can count on God. Listen to Hebrews six seventeen through 19. It says, Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, that we might have strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, listen, which entereth into that within the veil. Well, what was within the veil? What, what, was it just that, that ark of the covenant and the ten commandments and the, and the mercy seat? No, God's earthly presence was manifest behind the veil. That's why unholy man could not approach a holy God, could not go in. Only the high priest once a year could come behind that veil and enter where his holy presence was. And it's the, it's the unchanging character and nature of this God who dwelt behind the veil under the old covenant. Amen. Listen. This God who seems so mysterious and so distant and so hard to approach. This God who we have come to know through Jesus Christ as, as all of the Godhead dwelt in Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. For in its fullness. And He showed us through every word He spoke and every deed He did and, did and every attitude of life He had. We, he showed us the Father. Praise God. And he showed us the faithfulness of God. And, and as men and women in the old covenant discovered, as he answered their prayers and he met them at the place of their faith, that he was faithful and he was merciful and he was gracious. They held on to hope in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the situation. It's a hope that becomes an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that which is behind the veil. Our soul is anchored in the faithfulness of God Himself. This word immutable, that by two immutable things, His word and His oath to perform it. Listen, it means fixed in the Greek. It means un alterable or literally unchanging and in, in theological terms is referred to us as the immutability of God something mutable is mutable if it is subject to change in any degree to be immutable means to be unchanging and unchangeable praise God that's why as we've been ministering on Sunday morning alive God is our rock he is immutable. He is unchangeable. Here's a working definition. God does not and cannot change in His basic character. Can I get an amen to that? An affirmation. 
Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever because God does not and cannot, not just will not, but cannot change. I want, that's an important distinction. It's just that God isn't just choosing to not change. God cannot change. Hallelujah. God does not and cannot change in his basic character. Nothing that God has ever said about himself will be modified. Nothing in the inspired prophets and apostles have said about him will ever be rescinded. Nothing they discovered about God, amen, will ever change. His immutability guarantees this. Here's another definition that captures the depth and beauty of God's unchanging character. Listen, all that God is, He's always been. And all that He's been and is, He will ever be. Oh, glory to God. Someone said that. I wish I had said that, but I'm saying it. Hallelujah today. Uh, amen. Because of the truth of it. All that God is, therefore, He's He has always been, and all that He has been and is, He will ever be. You can also use the word always to express this truth then about God. Listen, God is always wise, always sovereign, always faithful, always just, always holy always loving. Whatever God is, He always is. There's no sometimes attributes of God. All of His attributes are always attributes. He always is what he is. Hallelujah. Moses said, who shall, who shall tell me? Who shall, who shall I say sent me when I go to, go to the, the mightiest power figure in the world at that time, Pharaoh over Egypt, the, the mightiest military force. Who shall I tell him said, let my people go. And God said, tell him the I am sent you. This is this, this, this God that we're speaking of here today. This is an always God. And by these two immutable things, unalterable and unchanging, we have an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, because it enters into that which is within the veil. It wasn't the ark that made that place called the Holy of Holies. It wasn't any of the vessels of worship. It wasn't the, the golden uh, uh, mercy seat, the lid to the ark with the angels looking down upon it. It was the God who manifest his earthly presence, who literally tabernacled with men through that, that temple place, that, that place, that inner sanctum of the temple. Hallelujah. And that God wanted to be known as the unchanging God, the everlasting, unchanging God. Hallelujah. He said, I'm the God of Israel, and I change not. 
That's why the New Testament said there's, there's no changing in him. There's no, no darkness in him. Not even a, not even a shadow of darkness. Not even a possibility of changing. And that's why God is our rock. That's why a mighty bulwark is our God. Hallelujah. Because he is unchanging. Praise God. That's why people have fixed their faith and focused their faith upon his faithfulness. And once they begin to hold on to hope in spite of the circumstances, God has never failed to show mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Hallelujah. It's only when our faith and our focus, therefore, isn't fixed upon his faithfulness that we begin to waver and we begin to despair and we begin to give up on God and therefore lose all hope. I have great hope today that God is going to turn this around and that there's going to be a great last day in gathering of souls just before the coming of Jesus Christ because I'm part of those people that the Bible is talking about as a child of God in the Old Covenant where it says, if my people, and I'm one of his, how about you as a believer today? If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, amen. Hallelujah. You don't have to be some total backsliding, abject, rebellious sinner. In fact, if you're a child of God, I don't believe you are like that. Hallelujah. But there are my way. When I begin to do things my way without coming to God in humility and trust and seeking his will for my life, it becomes a wicked way. And I've done some some real soul searching during this time. I want to be right with God so that I can be part of that that's going to turn this thing around in spite of all of the, all of the sins of the nations and our nation that des- makes us deserving of the judgments and certainly the chastisement. But chastisement is to correct us and that's different from judgment that has come to punish and therefore destroy. Listen, I believe we're under a chastisement, but I believe if we will do what the Bible says, return unto me, that he will return unto us. All is not lost. God is ready and God is willing to restore what the thief has stolen. Praise God and give us an opportunity to be the witness to the world that he wants us to be and to see many souls ushered into the kingdom of God just before Jesus comes and just before true judgment falls upon the earth, the great tribulation. Friend of mine, this is a day to look up. This is a day to hold on to God. Amen. To come boldly before the throne of grace that we might receive mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. If my people call by my name, 
humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven. Great is his faithfulness, and I will heal their land. Glory be to God. Do you have that hope? Will you keep praying with me? Amen. For God's mercy that is offered to us as we repent of our sin, as we turn from our wicked way. Amen. That the world would understand and know Jesus Christ has come. He's paid our sin debt so that we can be forgiven and so that we can be restored in Jesus' name. Great is thy faithfulness, is the hymn of our soul that we should be singing to God today for his mercy and for his grace that is offered us in and through Jesus Christ and because God never changes, not even a shadow of turning in him today. Listen, if you don't know Jesus today, if you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to know today that He knows you and He loves you and He wants you to have the hope that only God can give you today. He wants you to not just have hope for this troubled time, He wants you to have hope for all eternity to know that death itself will not cancel our hope in him because he promised to raise us from the dead to take us to heaven to bring us back to earth when he comes to rule and reign and to have a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness and righteous people heaven on earth (laughs) hallelujah the new Jerusalem coming down to earth friend of mine oh the hope that we have only in Christ but the hope that we have in him is immutable unalterable unchanging come to Jesus today join us as we pray for an opportunity to bring this gospel to the world, an opportunity to call others to join us on our journey home. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.